Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and we're going in a little bit different direction today. I am joined with a fellow by the name of John Spider Sillery, um, good friend of mine. He's a emergency room doctor here in Chattanooga. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He does a little bit of uh, not just doctoring, but uh, chiropractic work. He's done some uh, some acupuncture and some other things. We won't get into all of that. Um, but needless to say, he has spent some time studying some things that are outside of his normal profession. And one of those things is nutrition. Nutrition, obviously, is important to all of us. It's super, super important to uh, to Spider. And so he's going to share some of the things about nutrition um, from his point of view, from a doctor's point of view. Now, we'll say, I'll start this whole thing off by saying, my thoughts on nutrition and Spider's thoughts on nutrition are not the same. And that's okay. Um, and part of what you'll hear from Spider is that it is okay to differ. Um, that that they're trade offs, right? They're for some folks, it's it's they feel like it's okay to do certain things because the trade off is okay. Um, and some people are really really strict about those trade offs. So we'll talk a little bit about all of those things. But uh, just wanted to kind of give you some background because you may hear some back and forth between us where we may not always agree, and that's okay, and it's good. Um, so uh, we'll ask some questions and hopefully get to the bottom of some things. And um, so that's what we're going to talk about. So, Spider, how are you? I'm good. Thanks uh, for having me, Dean. Man, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, you know, nutrition is one of those things that a lot of people ask about. So uh, so having you here to talk about nutrition is really, really important to this group that's listening. So, um, so thanks for being here. Spider is also an accomplished runner and a triathlete himself. Um, matter of fact, he and I have raced many a times. Um, and we've kind of gone 50-50 maybe. I think Spider's probably gotten me one or two more times than I've gotten him. But, but it's been – You're pretty good, Dean. <laughs> it's, it's been close. Um, a couple of old guys enjoying some competition. Um, but Spider's nursing an injury of his own right now. So tell us what happened there. Well, I was taking uh, my daughter out um, mountain biking, and uh, I had a few other kids with, with me. And, uh, um I was just going to let them kind of jump around, and one of the kids said, uh, "Why don't you? Uh, why don't you do this jump?" And I hadn't planned on it, so my shocks were locked out on my mountain bike, and um, I didn't even think about it. And I had done the jump many times before, but I was just going to let them have fun and you know be the parent and, and watch. And I was like, "Well, okay, I'll do it." Um, and I kind of felt like I was getting a little too fast, so I, I pulled on my brakes and I, I got my body in the wrong position. And so my the front of my mountain bike landed uh, wheel wheel front wheel first, and I flipped over and landed on my shoulder, uh, broke my collarbone, broke part of my shoulder blade, um, the 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 side part. It's called the acromion process, and uh, and then I tore a ligament that connects um, the uh, the shoulder blade to the collarbone. Let that be a lesson to all of us. Um, I think we talked about several weeks ago uh, the time that I hurt myself trying to jump over a fence because I sometimes I feel like I'm 20 
instead of the age I actually am. And uh, sounds like you got caught up in the same thing. Yeah, I've, I've been one that always avoid things that could get me injured because I enjoy running so much that uh, I don't want something to affect running and then I you know, <laughs> go and do this. Uh, we've all done it. We've all done it. Um, you know, recently in the headlines, we see that there was another high schooler that broke the four-minute mile. Um, it's amazing because it's happened several times in the last several years, but it hasn't happened all that often, and it really makes those guys back in the 60s, Ryan, Danielson, LaCorey, those guys look really, really good, knowing they were running on dirt, running sub four minutes, um, compared with these guys today on these synthetic tracks that are so much faster. Um, you know, I once thought I would break the four-minute mile uh, when I was in college, and then um, my college career was kind of cut short, and so I never, never got close, but... I knew uh, I'd never break the four-minute mile. <laughs> I was going to say, you were more of a distance guy, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, 5K, 10K, marathon. The longer the distance was, the better I seemed to get. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to share with you sometime the story of how, how Spider ran his first marathon. It was just kind of on a almost on a dare, like, a, hey, I think I'll do that. Like on Wednesday, he's deciding, maybe I'll do that on Saturday. So it's, you know, it's um, – and, 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 and to run faster than I've ever run a marathon um, – He's definitely a distance guy. Hey, listen, you can send messages if you've got questions after this podcast. If you've got questions or topics that you want to see us cover, then you can send those to me at dean at runforgod.com. Um, if you don't know about Run for God and you just happened up on this podcast, go to runforgod.com to learn a little bit more about what we're about and join Run Club while you're in there. But as always, we want to start off by talking about our proud sponsor, uh, the world's greatest music platform, J Radio. As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you're looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the Radioactive Station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out jradio.com or download the app in your app store. Okay, so we're back, and uh, Spider and I, as I said, are very different in our diet. Um, to be frank with you, I, I know and acknowledge that I do not eat well, um, and Spider knows that too. I've confessed a lot of things to him. He has gotten me really excited about some of the things he's going to share today, and I've always been one to try something new, and I'm going to try um, almost exactly some of the things he's going to try, he's going to talk about today. So um, we'll have to let you know how that goes as it goes. Uh, but I am one of those guys who really likes to eat. And so uh, I'm not I sure. To eat. <laughs> not, not sure how it's going to go. Um, before we get to the questions, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to mention you, Spider has a beautiful little daughter. Is she 10? Um, she's nine. She's nine. Um, and is she going to be a runner? Uh, we'll let time tell. Uh, <laughs> she, she does swim on a swim team for a, a local high school uh, called Baylor. They have a swim club, and mm. um, and she loves to to bike. And she'll run with me. Like if we're we're walking on a trail, she'll like let's run to this spot. And so I'll run with her. But uh, I certainly haven't haven't pushed her to running, even though that's my greatest love. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Of things to do. Well, maybe that's what she'll do. But even if she's a triathlete, um, and and just and you know, because a lot of triathletes they love the triathlon, but they really hate the run part. She may she may wind up being <laughs> one of those. 
uh, we talked a little bit about high school runners too. What what's your opinion between your daughter and her age, and when should kids begin to start running, and when is it okay for them to run from a medical standpoint? You think? Um, I really think that uh, uh, running for fun sometimes is is a good thing, uh, no matter what age. But you know, certainly not pushing a kid. I think uh, may, you know maybe. Um, about fifth grade sixth grade in that time i think you know starting a a, a team a team joining joining a team for running um is a good time i i personally didn't start until my sophomore year in high school and uh it didn't stop me so yeah. you, you know kids can start later and and still be good it ne- it's never too late to start is it never yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, a lot of folks want to push their kids, I think, early into whatever sport they want them to be in. And sometimes sometimes that works out okay. Tiger Woods started playing golf when he was three. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, that worked out okay for him. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of kids out there that probably picked up a golf club when they were three that never played when they were in high school because they were just burned out by it. So yeah. got to be careful with that. Got to make sure. Um, one of the things that, that – um, a father that I know does his, his son is a triathlete, and every once at least once a year he sits down with him. And he says, "Listen, I know you don't like for us to have this discussion, but I want to know if this is still what you want to do, uh, because he wants him to say he wants him to understand that if he's going to push him a little bit, he wants it to be his choice and right. not the father's choice." Yeah, you want to be supportive. Yeah, um, but not pushy. Yeah, and it's a hard it's a hard balance, and you, you know you have to. Ask the kids. For example, sometimes my daughter would would say, um, "I don't want to go to swim team today." Well, you you've agreed to do this, exactly. And so I'm going to hold you responsible for doing this. Yep. And then when she goes, she has a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't feel bad. Whereas if she was crying all the time or not having fun, you know, because I sit in the stands and, and and I watch her, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and she looks to be enjoying herself. And if it, if she wasn't, if I could tell that, um, well, it might be different. It, it's going to be different. At the end of the season, then we'll take a break, and and yeah. we take a break from from swimming anyway. Yeah. Um, for at, le- at least a month a year, and she swims when she wants, and sometimes we'll go to the swimming pool, and we'll just, you know, have play games. Fun. Yeah. We, we're fun. not going to swim laps. We're going to play games. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, great. And so that's it's just fun. Well, we're going to get into the nutrition part here. Um, you know, I, I, one of the contentions that I have always had, and, and this comes from things like diets that, that say, okay, don't cut out all carbohydrates because carbohydrates are bad for you, and eat a ton of protein, which, which is really tough on your body. So, so that's kind of the, the world that I come from when I make this statement. But I've always said anything that tells you to cut out entire food groups is not a good diet. Um, you have a little bit different take on that, and that's and that's good. But um, I, you know, I've never tried to stay away from meats. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you're you're of a different mindset it, now. Now, how do you look at that whole idea of cutting out food groups? Well, uh, I, I just look at it based on what effects does that does that have? For example, I don't eat meat, I don't eat dairy, I don't eat eggs, and I don't eat fish. I know. Everybody's wondering right now, well, what do you eat? Yeah. <laughs> there are so many other things, <laughs> so many different kinds of plants, so many yeah. different kinds of beans, so many different kinds of grains. And, you know, I think I eat probably a, a far greater variety of foods 
than most Americans eat. That's an interesting thought. Um, despite me cutting all those things out that I just listed, um, and I kind of base what I do off of um, uh, medical literature really, mm-hmm. or nutrition literature. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, I don't eat meat. One reason is because um, meat processed meat, for example, is a Category 1 carcinogen. And this is the World Health Organization that, that, that has it listed. So here are two other things that are Category 1 carcinogens. Cigarette smoking and asbestos. Wow. Now, let, let's do that, right? <laughs> so that's processed meat. So that's your bologna. That's your sausage. That's your ham. Uh, um, sorry, not hamburger, but your hot dog. Th- those are things that are processed meats. Um, uh-huh. And so... To me, that's a completely avoid uh, for all reasons. Now, uh, red meat, for example, is a Category 2 carcinogen, probable carcinogen. They haven't linked it to it yet. Um, but, the, uh, but the Category 1 is a definite carcinogen. And yet we look in our, um, our schools and there's a lot of processed meats. So we are feeding our children something that's going to cause cancer down the road. Is it going to cause cancer today, tomorrow? Probably not. But the repeated eating of these products are going to potentially lead to uh, increased risk of cancer. Um, So that's one reason. Another reason is because um, these things, um, eggs, fish, meat, dairy, um, some of them are high in in saturated fat. Um, Some of them produce a compound called trimethylamine. Trimethylamine gets absorbed in our body. And uh, uh, the bacteria in our intestines produce that. It gets in our body and our liver converts it to trimethylamine oxide or TMAO. And TMAO uh, is directly correlated with plaque formation in our blood vessels. Wow. So we're increasing our risk of of cardiovascular disease, which is going to be strokes and heart attacks. Mm. And these are the number one killers. Um, So... Uh, while I'm not going to tell you there's nothing good in meat, there is absolutely things that are good in meat. Zinc is in meat. Um, there's protein in meat. Now, the protein in meat is harder to break down for our kidneys than protein from plant sources. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a good form of protein. Yeah. Um, and there are other things. Uh, meat stores B12. Um, as, as I eat plant-based... Uh, I, I call it whole food plant-based. Um, I don't get a source of B12. So I have to take a supplement for B12. Right. So that's kind of the one thing that I would be deficient in if I didn't take that supplement. It's interesting because when you when you hear people that, that do eat meat and people that, that eschew the the whole idea of a plant-based diet, that the first thing they always say, and the first question I had for you was, where do you get your protein from? And what's interesting is, is the protein's not the problem. It's the B12 that if, if I was answer, if I was asking the right question, it right. would be where you get your B12 from. Right. right. Yeah. 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 But this isn't something that you've always done. No. Because right? I remember, if I remember pre-race, I remember eating a cheeseburger with you before a race at some point in time, or you telling me that you ate them at one time. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to eat a cheeseburger and fries, and I'd put the fries on top of the cheeseburger, <laughs> and, and, and I loved it. Yeah. It tasted so good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the more I learned, the more I didn't want, you know, the more I, I yeah. 
made a conscious choice and the choice is mine right, right? i'm not going to tell you not to eat this or not to eat that it's going to be a choice and you're going to have to outweigh the risks and benefits for yourself mm-hmm. um, but i do think that it's uh much healthier a much healthier way to eat um another another thing with the with the meat products is there's heme iron in in meat but in plants it's non-heme iron Meat sources or heme iron is is linked to increased risk of cancer, increased risk of heart disease, increased risk of stroke, increased risk of diabetes type 2. So there's more reason not to eat. But again, it's all a personal choice and what your goals are. But for that person who maybe they have a family history of diabetes, I mean, I I think that's something that might be important to understand. Yeah, definitely. And and honestly, I, I think there are kind of two camps of people the people that just don't care and the people that just don't know yeah you're right you're right and and so we can't change the people that just don't care yeah um they have to change themselves but we can bring knowledge to people that just don't know and so hopefully today we'll be doing some of that yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely so your overall approach to nutrition is to eat things that basically are grown that are the like you say, I mentioned to you, I said, uh, I said, well, I, I think we met, the word vegan came up and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not vegan. I'm not. And I think that's an interesting description. So why are, why are you say you're not vegan? Um, I mean, technically, the word vegan just means I don't eat the, the things that I don't eat. Right. right. But but vegan um, Oreo cookies are vegan. Uh, or organic candies. You know, oh, you're or- not telling me Oreo cookies aren't good for me now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not. Oh. <laughs> Neither are nut, <laughs> nut or butters. Oh, no. <laughs> One of Dean's favorites. <laughs> I've been wounded. <laughs> um, so I, I try to eat as healthy as I can. So what I, what I consider my diet is a whole food, plant-based diet. So I try to eat as much of the whole food um, that I can. Instead of eating broken down versions. Now, again, it's all risk and benefit. Do I eat some bread? Yeah, it's not white bread. It's more like Ezekiel bread. It's um, still has some some parts to break down. Still has some good nutrition um, in it. But um, but I try to focus on eating the whole rather than the part. Right. Like. I'd rather have an orange than have orange juice. Orange juice is going to lift up your blood sugar. It's going to get absorbed quickly. While it does have a few vitamins and nutrients in it, you're missing all of the rest of it. You're missing the fiber from the orange. You're missing the uh, other phytonutrients that you're not going to get when you're just juicing it. Right. Right. That's interesting. That's uh that's important. So I, I remember I talked with a lady one time who uh, has a she she owns a fitness company out in Colorado, and she talked about eating things as close to natural as you can find them, and yep. that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, so from a from a we we talk a lot, especially especially as athletes and and particularly with diets about the mix of protein and carbohydrates and you know how, how we how many servings of vegetables we have in in addition to the proteins and carbohydrates and there's USDA recommendations for all of that. But what's your take on all that that mix of of things? Um, 
I don't know that I focus on, you know, percent of carbohydrates, percent of fats, per- percent of uh, of um, proteins. But uh, I would say uh, typically you're going to need more carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, you still need fat. I mean, fat is essential. Our brain is mostly made of fat. Uh, you know, our, fat covers our nerve cells. Um, so fat is very important. But do you want saturated fat or do you want some good omega-3 um, fatty acid or omega-6 um, that's going to be anti-inflammatory and provide some uh, additional benefit other than other than the fat. So, again, I typically get my fat sources from uh, nuts and seeds. Um, my protein sources are going to be from the whole grains and, and beans, um, and, which are also going to provide some carbohydrates as well. And then, then, then there's a lot of uh, uh, protein in vegetables. Uh, percentage-wise, percentage right. of the fruit, but you know, is is a uh, you know one pound of meat and one pound of broccoli. It's gonna be harder to eat the one pound of broccoli. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but you're gonna get you're definitely gonna get more protein from from the pound mm-hmm. of meat. Yeah. Um, but the percentages are uh, you know, broccoli is yeah. pretty high in, yeah. in protein. Well, of course, I've always said when it comes to to protein versus carbohydrates, because that seems to be a, th- a thing that a lot of people focus on is that 80 percent of a kenyan's diet is almost 80 percent is carbohydrates and so everybody is always talking bad about carbohydrates but it really depends on the carbohydrate it absolutely depends on the carbohydrate yep i mean sugar is a carbohydrate so let's eat a bunch of table sugar right because that's going to (laughs) do us very good no it's going to increase our insulin which increases the uh uh, inflammation in our body which increases disease um, you know, increases our likelihood of getting uh, type two diabetes, as well as uh, fat does the same thing. You know, you, you take some oil and you spread that oil on your salad. Well, instead of getting uh, the oil from an, a, a nut or the fat from a nut, that you have other components to break it down. Your body has to work on that to get that fat in. Uh, the oil doesn't have to work at all, yeah. and that actually does increase the um, insulin as well. Um, and you know. So yeah, well, and and I, I mean, I don't know how many people that I've heard talk about how they gave up sugar and they felt so much better. I mean, processed sugar is a no-brainer, in my estimation. Now, do I do I do I completely do away with processed sugar? I don't personally. I haven't. Let's say I haven't. I'm yeah. going. Maybe I will. But I've heard that story over and over again. Yeah, the sugar, for example, the same amount of sugar from a blueberry versus a. Uh, table you know sucrose table sugar uh completely different on the body it yeah. reacts completely different so calorie per calorie the same but but not the same the way the body works right right um the the that amount of sugar in a in a blueberry does not lift your blood sugar up again because it's got these components that it needs to break down and, and, and it also has other nutrients where sugar really doesn't right 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 well, we talked a little bit about uh, about fish. I, I mentioned uh, talking uh, with Dean Carnassus, and um, he's an ultra marathoner, and he's a is a pescator, pesca, pescatarian, pescatarian, mm-hmm. yeah, um, who who eats a lot of fish for for a lot of that protein content. But you said something about that that was interesting. Um, what are your feelings on eating fish? Uh, again, that's one of the choices I've made not to not to eat fish. Um, again, I do think there's good components in fish. There is uh, there is protein, 
Um, there is omega-3 fatty acids definitely in there that, that actually promote health. Um, but algae has omega-3 fatty acid as well. Um, there's different forms. Uh, algae is going to have DHA. There's EPA. Um, and then there's ALA. So a lot of foods I have, um, a lot of plants will have uh, ALA. And that's like flax seeds and chia seeds and walnuts and um, olives, uh, mm. soybeans. Yeah. These, these things are going to have uh, omega-3 fatty acids. So you can get them from another source without the negative effects um, that, that eating the, the meat or the fish. Because um, I consider meat and fish to really kind of be the same thing, although uh, a different. But fish also produce that TMAO, and the TMAO leads to the increased uh, risk of cardiovascular disease. Wow. Um, let's, that, and that's, that's interesting. Um, let's, let's take a break here, and we're going to go to uh, and, and, and look at the Big Share app. Uh, if you want to share your story, we're all about stories with the Run Club and with Run for God, and we would love to hear your story. Um, but so would J103 with through their Big Share app. Uh, it's a great way for you to share your story um, to a, a website called Come On, Let's Go. If you don't know about Come On, Let's Go, go check out Come On, Let's Go. There is power in people's stories. What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know that I, I needed and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. So welcome back. And one of the things that that is important to understand about our bodies and one of the things that we're actually seeing through this whole coronavirus thing is that the people who are susceptible are the people whose immune systems are suppressed. Um, a lot of our the reason our immune systems are suppressed is because we're missing vitamins and minerals in our bodies. And so what about these nutritional deficiencies? What can you say about the people that are deficient in vitamin D, for example, and, and, and other things? Well, uh, the, uh, the standard American diet um, does not do a good job of providing us proper nutrition. Um, there's a, there's a, a survey that the Census, uh, Census Bureau does called the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. Um, and they, they look, one of the things they look at is nutritional deficiencies. Um, and there is the recommended daily intake. There is a, a tolerable upper limit of having certain food, certain um, nutrients. And then there's something called the estimated average requirement for 50 percent of the of the population to be to 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 be healthy. Right. Which shouldn't be our goal. Our goal should, should be 100 percent. 100 percent of of the people in, in the United States, actually in the world. To, uh, to be healthy. Right. Um, and so they, they broke down different components uh, and looked at the deficiencies to reach this 50% mark. Right. Um, so just to reach the 50% mark, many v B vitamins, iron, zinc, are all still about 10% under this 50% goal. 
Um, but, but it gets worse. Oh, great. Uh, vitamin A, 43%. Wow. Still deficient. Just to reach 50%. Vitamin C, 39%. You would think vitamin C is kind of a no-brainer. You would. I mean, that definitely helps out with our immune system, as does vitamin A. And vitamin D, 94%. Wow. And again, that's not to reach 100%. That's only to reach 50. Wow. Vitamin E, about 88%. Vitamin K, 67%. And some of the minerals, calcium, 44%. Magnesium, 52%. And potassium. This one blows me away. 100%. That's crazy. Based on this NHANES uh, National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, 100% don't meet the requirements of getting 50% of the people healthy. So basically, no one gets enough potassium in their diet. Wow, wow. What's the best source of potassium? Uh, there, are, There's uh, multiple uh, great sources of, of potassium. Um, bananas? Bananas are a good source. Uh, dried apricots is an excellent source. Many different kinds of beans will have 10, 15%, somewhere in that ballpark of recommended daily intake for, uh, for potassium, just in one serving of beans. So one serving of beans is about a half a cup of cooked beans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's not, really, that's not really a big meal. No, it's not. And it's already getting 10 to 15%. It depends on which kind of beans. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's, uh, that's interesting, and it, it, it kind of drives the point home that we, we all probably could do – well, I think we all know from a diet standpoint we most of us can do better than we do. Um, but we let things get in the way. And, and we talked a little bit about this before we, we started this podcast, and you share with, with me some things that absolutely blew me away about um, how – the big argument – for people, there's two arguments for people not eating healthy, and one of them is my argument. My argument's not the the cost, but my argument has always been the time required to to cook the food, and to it's it's just a lot easier to open up a package and eat something that's ready, or throw something in the microwave that's easier. That's just just easier, right? So there's a there's a time factor, but the other one is the cost. A lot of people feel like if I eat healthy, I have to spend a lot more money on food. But you shared with me some things yesterday about kind of where you shop and how you shop and, and what, you, what you buy, and it's not nearly as bad as we think. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. Um, you can definitely eat healthy uh, on a low budget. Um, we, we talked yesterday uh, or before this um, about uh, where I shop. So my go-to store is called Aldi's. Cheapest place on earth to it, buy groceries. It is extremely cheap, and they have good quality products. Now, maybe not everything in there is, is, is top-notch. I mean, I'm sure they have candy and different things in there. Uh, but one of the ways they make it cheap is by not hiring somebody to move the grocery carts in, is by having people do multiple jobs, is by having limited amounts of food. They don't have 20 brands of ketchup. Right. You know, they have one or two maybe. Um, but so I walk into, uh, into all these and I get a big, humongous bag of kale, and it's like two ninety nine. Wow! Um, and uh, kale's know, got all sorts of goodies in it. It does. We talked. We talked uh, about this before. One cup of kale is going to get your um, recommended daily allowance more than for vitamin K, 
vitamin C, um, and and vitamin A, wow. as well as multiple other, you know, uh, one what cup. Are, one cup. That's 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 very little. That's yep. not a salad. Here's how I typically make my kale because I, I don't really like kale in a salad. I mean, you can have yeah. a kale salad, yeah, but but I don't really like it in a salad. I, I'll put kale in my smoothie. Okay, so that's one thing. But if I do make a smoothie again, I'm throwing the kale in there. I'm throwing the banana in there. I'm throwing the orange. I'm throwing some berries in there. Um, I, I may add one of my favorites called chlorella. Yeah. Um, in there, um, and then maybe a carrot, maybe the stalk of a broccoli. You know, because people don't eat the stalks, but the stalks have a lot of nutrition, and I'm not going to waste that. Yeah. So I throw that into the smoothie, and I blend it up and add, add water, and uh, and. So I'm going to get the nutrients from that. So that's one way I do it. And the other way I eat kale is I, I heat up some water, um, and then I put it in the water for like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. It starts to turn bright green. You know, it's kind of a drab green initially. It starts to turn bright green and pull it right out of the water. That, that is allowing the nutrients to be increased, to be released and absorbed better. Wow. Um, and then I put... I put some pepper on it. I put some garlic, garlic powder on it, and then I eat it. Wow! And it tastes a lot better when it's a little more soft. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Th- that's the two basic ways I e- eat my kale. That's that's interesting. And and uh, again, this idea we've we've got to get people away from the idea of of it's too expensive to eat to eat healthy yeah because not only not only the kale you mentioned buying big bags of beans and and other things yeah too. yeah there's some there's some beans there's uh there's three different kind of beans that i've gotten from from aldi's i typically try to get organic but we can't get organic in everything um and and they they have a, a a fairly significant amount of organic foods there it, it's really awesome that they have all that well, well let me say this just for everybody out there we're way better off getting something non-organic that, that we know is, is good for us and it's non-organic than to say, well, I'm just not going to eat that if I can't find it in an in, in organic fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. What's better, um, you know, non-organic kale or, or not eating kale? It's non-organic kale. Right. And you can always wash. Uh, typically, when I wash something, I'm going to uh, put it in, in salt water. Salt water is the cheapest way. You know, you can... Uh, 49 cents for a big thing of uh, salt at Aldi's. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I've used that multiple times to clean off my apples or, you know, to clean the, clean the kale off or, or whatever fruit or vegetable I'm, I'm, I'm trying to clean. That's interesting. Um, but so there is that. There's, uh, I mean, there's, here's, a, here's an example of how cheap Aldi's is. Uh, avocados is one of the things that uh, that I choose to eat. That's uh, high in fat and other Super other food. nutrients. And um, forty nine cents the other day, I got six avocados, forty nine cents each. And and I shop some at Whole Foods too. So I went to Whole Foods. I walk in the door, and the one of the first things I see in the first little rack is avocados. A dollar ninety nine. Wow! Each. What a difference. What? What? That's right. What a difference. Yeah. I mean, and they weren't organic either. They were still uh, not, uh, you know, uh, conventional. I guess you'd, yeah. you'd say. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I got six avocados for less than one and a, for for one and a half, basically. <laughs> um, so definitely, definitely, it's cheap. Um, we 
we talked about uh, peanut butter, a good source of a good source of protein. Well, if you look on the 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 GIF or the Peter Pan peanut butter, you look on it, it's got added palm oil or some other sort of oil, and then it's got added sugar in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and Aldi's has organic peanut butter, probably similar in cost to the name brand, maybe cheaper. I, I don't buy peanut butter unless it's, well, honestly, at Aldi's. Uh, <laughs> orga- organic peanut butter, it had peanuts and sea salt. Wow. That's it. So that, that's one of the things that, that you've talked about is, uh, is reading labels and, and understanding that sometimes just because something looks good on the outside, just on the, la- the outside label, it looks like it's really good and healthy. But then you go and you look and there's all these, all these words on here that I can't pronounce. Yeah. If you can't <laughs> pronounce a word on the package, don't buy it. <laughs> um, there, you know, there's things like uh, coloring, uh, blue lake number five or red number 40 yellow number this um yeah don't get those things yeah you know the if it looks like it's something natural and doesn't have added oil doesn't have added sugar probably safe to get um so the things on a label that i would look at not as the nutritional value of each thing i wouldn't look at how many carbs how many protein how, how many grams of fat is in this i would look at the ingredient list and, and again, it goes back to how close is that ingredient list to its original form. That's right. right? Yep. Yeah. I, I've fallen victim to that, too. We went to Whole Foods. I, used to, I take my daughter to, to um, Whole Foods um, rather than going out to a restaurant after swim practice sometimes. And, uh, and so we went into Whole Foods, and I asked her if she wanted a, a drink. You know, and I try to get some sort of smoothie instead of juice. Um, but I could get water or something like that, too. Um, but when I got that juice, I didn't pay attention. I didn't read the label that day. And then as she's drinking it, I start reading the label. And I'm like, this has 23 grams of added sugar. Wow. Yeah. What? Which is not unusual. No, and it's not. And that, that, but, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and some, sometimes uh, in this NHANES data uh, that the Census Bureau did, they say many adults and children eat greater than 25% of their calories from added sugar. Wow. You wonder why we're so nutrient deficient? That's that's nuts. That's nuts. Well, it's not nuts. We don't have enough nuts. That's the problem. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nuts will lower your cholesterol. (laughs) Uh, The nuts, the fatty thing, lowers your cholesterol. Yes, absolutely. Which is... is, It's uh, proven. Yeah, and that's interesting. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, So what about... Uh, a lot of our audience, um, our folks, we, well, we're all getting older. And as we get older, um, I'm 54 years old now. I'm going to be 55 pretty soon. And, uh, new which, age group. Yeah, new age group. <laughs> yeah, woo! Uh, but the, the, uh, um, the idea of I've noticed my body is just different today than it was just actually five years ago. It's a lot different. And the things that I eat and how it affects me. So... How do, we, what, how do we change our diet as we get older to adapt to the fact we are getting older? Well, I, I think trying to base – you can't change what you've done in the past. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But you can change it for someone else. For example, if you have a kid, you can help to change their diet now so they don't have years and years of these increasing risk and increasing of risk. Of what Dean in, did. In fits, uh, <laughs> you know, 
uh, <laughs> of of bad diet. Yeah, that they're gonna somehow have to adapt to later. Um, but it's definitely never too late to change your diet and to try to eat eat healthier. You know, as we as we age, we certainly take longer to recover from things, whether it's a hard workout or an injury. Yeah. Um, but if you optimize your diet, you're gonna be able to recover faster than you would have if your diet wasn't. Uh, optimized wow wow so but but even let's okay let's say that i'm i am eating healthy um and things are going um i'm doing a good job of eating things but i'm getting older do do my nutritional needs change as i get older at all or is a healthy diet a healthy diet doesn't matter if you're five or 55 uh yeah healthy diet is definitely a healthy diet um you know there are different requirements for calories that you're going to need as you as when you're younger and your your body's growing and different things like that but uh but overall it's really not a change in diet per se it's more a change in amount yeah you know and uh and so you know if you've put on some 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 weight over the years well you're going to try to uh you know i don't think you need to calorie restrict I'm not big on calorie restriction, calorie counting. I'm big on eating nutritiously, and then your body will lose the weight because you're not putting in that. Um, uh, it's called calorie density or nutrient nutrient density. You're not you're not putting in that calorie heavy lack of nutrition food, and and that's kind of what I what I see part of the problem is. For example. Um, 100 calories of canola oil, maybe like an eighth of a teaspoon. Yeah. 100 calories of spinach is 14 and a half cups. <laughs> wow. What's going to fill up your stomach more? I mean, we're not going to eat 14 and a half cups of spinach. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's just a, it's just a you know, relationship. Yeah. What, what's going if, to, if you're still hungry after eating some spinach, eat some more. Yeah. <laughs> Eat another vegetable. You know, don't don't throw oil on top of it. Now you've kind of ruined your ability yeah. to uh to lose those calories that you want. A calorie is not a calorie. You know, people say, "Well, 100 calories of of this is 100 calories of that." No, it has a different completely different effect. If you eat that 100 calories, let's say kale. I'll use kale since we talked about kale earlier. 3 cups of kale is 100 calories. So um, you're, t- you're telling me that you're, if you start your meal with eating three cups of kale, 100 calories, that you're going to, or you, you eat that 100 calories of, 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 of oil that's of oil, barely going to coat your tongue. Right. How much of your stomach's going to be filled? A lot more of it with that three cups of kale. And so... Yeah. You're not actually going to eat as much food, and that's one of the one of the um, ways you can help to lose weight is you can preload with low cal- low calorie nutrient dense foods. You can eat an apple, drink a glass of water. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that here in in just a, a few minutes. I wanted to let's go ahead. We're going to take a break, and we're going to. 
uh, go to talking about becoming an instructor. If you have not become an instructor, we are looking for instructors. We're at that point now where things are starting to open back up. Classes are beginning to meet, and it's it's a great time. If you've never become an instructor, like Mitchell always says, it won't only change the lives of the people that you are teaching, but it'll change your life as well. So we would encourage you to go out there and look at becoming an instructor today. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. Okay, so so we're back, and one of the things that, that we have talked about in the past is this. Uh, there, you, there's an app out there. It's a free app. Um, it's called The Daily Dozen, right, yep. um, by a doctor by the name of Dr. Greger. Um, and I checked it out, and uh, it's a really – it's a very, very simple-to-use app. If you're looking for a plant-based diet, it's a, it's a great way to, to make sure that you're getting all the things that you need to do. Um, tell us more about that that app and how you use it. Yeah, um, Doctor Doctor Michael Greger is one of the experts in um, in uh, uh, healthy nutritional diet and uh, and how it can improve your uh, medical problems. Um, and he has a website called nutritionfacts.org. Uh, but he puts out this app. One one of, one of the people that's live was affected by him made this app. It's very simple, called the Daily Dozen. And so it's basically these 12 foods that you need to focus on um, to, to obtain uh, proper nutrition. Um, and so it goes through a list of what you should have uh, in your diet. And, and so, for example, it will say beans, and it'll have three little check boxes because you should have three servings of beans per day. Right. Right. Uh, I, I think it's about 96 to 99 percent of people don't get enough beans in a day. Um, and then it'll have whole grains and it'll have three check boxes for that. So as you're using this app, you can pull it up at any point in the day. You, you, you have a meal and you can say, well, I ate one serving of beans. I ate one serving of whole grains. I ate, I ate, a, I ate an orange. You know, I'll click that off. Um, so it's a really simple thing. So that's just the first page. And then there's something in the corner, uh, the, the upper right-hand corner of the screen, that says 21 tweaks. And those 21 tweaks are 21 ways, 21 things you can do to help yourself lose weight. Wow. That are all based on nutrition and based on um, literature. The peer-reviewed um, literature that is... Uh, uh, Usually, a, a placebo-controlled uh, 
trials. Good good studies. And, yeah. Well, and the interesting thing, some of that stuff, I looked at it, it's really simple. You know, one of, and I've never heard this before, but one of it says to drink a glass of water before you start eating. You know, that makes so much sense when you think about it, but I've never heard it before and I've never thought about it before. Yeah, it makes total sense. I mean, how many calories are you going to get from the water? None. <laughs> um, and what that's going to do is it's going to fill up your it's going to fill up your stomach partially to help you eat less. Yeah. Um, and the same with that uh, eating an apple preloading preloading with uh, low calorie um, food. So you eat that apple or you eat that um, salad. Again, don't don't throw the oil on it or the ranch <laughs> dressing or the the dressing that I use and is recommended is some sort of vinegar. I use balsamic vinegar. You can use apple cider vinegar. Heck, you can throw the, uh, you can buy a big bottle of vinegar and throw a little bit, you know, throw a tablespoon on there. And and that is actually one of the ways to help lose weight as well is Drink vinegar. Now, don't don't drink the vinegar. Don't pour it in your mouth because it's going to burn your throat. I ate apple cider vinegar once, and yeah, I just I should have put it in water or something. Uh, it was not smart. I tried taking a shot of apple cider vinegar every morning once for. I did it for about a month. You have to add water, man, oh man, <laughs> or something. Uh, but if you put it on a salad, it kind of breaks that breaks that apart. Um, and what that does is it increases this. Uh, um, it's called AMPK. It increases AMPK to boost your metabolism up to burn more calories. So even if you don't change your activity level, even if you don't change your activity whatsoever, it's been studied. Though they had the same diet, uh, two groups, same diet. One of them had the vinegar, and one of them didn't. Wow! And it was proven to lose more weight. Other simple things, like you said, very simple things. Mm-hmm. Garlic powder. I think it's a quarter a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder a day. Black black seeds, or they're they're, black, they're also called black cumin seeds, or even cumin, the spice. Um, ginger, the spice. Um, just simple things that you can add to something. Uh, put the black cumin seeds on your salad. Put uh, uh, grind them up if you want. Um, make make it like pepper. Um, add the uh, ginger to a smoothie. Um, if you do a smoothie, uh, again, I recommend drinking it slowly over 30 minutes. That way it doesn't act like that like that uh, oil that you take in because you've already broken down the parts of it. So drink it slowly. That way it doesn't have the effect. But then you get you, you also get all the nutrition. And, and that's another thing that's on this list is 20 minutes. Take 20 minutes to eat. And I am notoriously bad with that. Mm, me too. I, you know, I, I grew up. We ate fast. I, I, I work in the ER. You go, you, you go in the break room real quick, and you shove something in your mouth. It takes you two minutes to eat, <laughs> and you got to go back to work. You know, um, so I've been bad with that, and that's something that, that I need to do. Again, my goal is not to lose weight, um, and it never has been. Uh, but I'm. I'm about 154 pounds, almost six foot three, so I'm pretty trim. My BMI is 19. Yeah. Um, but even when I completely went over to this plant-based diet, um, it was a gradual, a gradual thing. At first, I just decreased some meat and ate pastured eggs and pastured grass-fed beef or you know whatever. And then I learned more and learned more, and then I went to this 
solidly whole food plant-based um and i actually lost weight wow that's crazy <laughs> uh, yeah and, and it was a problem for me because then i start feeling fatigued because i've lost weight and and that's not it's not healthy for me to lose weight yeah um and so what i did is just incorporated some of those very nutritional nuts and seeds because they are a little more high calorie so if you're if you're following this diet and if you look on that app from Dr. Greger, it has one serving of nuts and seeds a day. Yeah. Um, now, if you're an, an athlete, if you are struggling maintaining your weight, what I did was increase the nut, con- nut and seed consumption. I'd put it more on my salad. And, and that's a great way to do it because it helps the, the vitamin D, E, K, and A be absorbed. Um, that are in that are in some plants uh, because those are fat soluble and you have the fats in the nuts. Um, that that it, it's all it's all good stuff. If if you don't uh, if you're looking for a way to lose weight, um, this sounds like a really good app. Now you're going to need to be on a, a plant based type diet to do it. But there even if you even if you decide I just don't think I can go that far, there's some really good tips on there as to, to things you can do to help you lose weight. Um, Definitely. And, and again, uh, for me, it was a process, right? And, and so if you just do something different, your, your health is going to be better. Yep. And it may not be optimal yet, but maybe you, you, you start working your way to there. Now, there, there's been some studies on if you stop and you just say, I'm going to just do this diet. And to me... A diet is truly a lifestyle. It, it can't be something I'm going to do, like I'm going to go on the paleo diet to, to lose 15 pounds or the keto diet to lose 15 pounds, and then once I lose my 15 pounds, I'm going to be off that diet. You haven't changed your behaviors. Right. And that's the thing that's going to make the difference, changing your behaviors. You know, you want to do something, something extra uh, that's going to help your, your lifestyle? Well, eat some, eat some oatmeal in the morning and, and throw some, uh, maybe some nuts in there or some, throw, definitely throw some spices in there. I throw ginger and cinnamon and, and those sort of things in my, in my oatmeal every morning. Um, and, and, and maybe add a salad. Yeah. Do, do that preload once and don't throw that fatty um, salad dressing on there. And, and just do those two things, right? And make a big difference. It, it'll make a big difference. Yep, yep, yep. Well, we're, we are, we're getting close to, to being out of time for this week. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to share. First, we always share a why running is so awesome story. And, and this week I wanted to share this. Um, running friends. Running friends are great, right? I'm here with my friend Spider. Um, there's nothing quite like the friendship between runners we love to share stories we love to talk about it for he and i we love to talk about the old days and the things we did in the cross-country days and um, but we also like to rehash some of the races that when we when we run together and we run on the same team and we get through and it's just fun just to to rehash all of that stuff there's nothing like your running family um and and it's interesting because it, it takes somebody like uh, with Spider being a doctor. He and I are on completely different wavelengths when it, you know with what I do and what he does um, professionally. 
but from a running standpoint, we are the same. Yeah. And that I think that's neat. It takes people who are way different and gives them a common bond. Um, so that's that's really cool. Our motivational thought for the week, which is a time-appropriate quote, is, I run because I really like food. <laughs> I don't know who said it. I couldn't find the, the author of that quote, but a lot of people have said that, um, including me. So, Spider, thanks for joining us today. Thank um, you for having me. Well, hopefully, maybe, uh, would you come back next week? I sure will. All right. Great. Um, Hey, listen, if you haven't joined Run Club, I mentioned it before, join Run Club. We want to have you as part of our club. It's a great way to support others and a great way to be supported and to be motivated to get out there and to run. Sometimes running is hard. There there are those days for every one of us where we have a difficult time getting up and getting outside and going to run. Uh, this will help keep you motivated. Uh, you get things in, in written form, in audio form, in video form. Uh, there's running plans there are every month we have a new challenge um, our new cha- our challenge this month is is a prayer walk which is a little bit different we've had a plank challenge we had a 100k challenge so we've had we have a lot it's it's very it's it's a lot of different things so we, we like to keep things different and fresh all the time and we hope that you'll join us um, you get access to a certified coach on thursdays we have a facebook live session uh, we'll be having a, a, a facebook live session this thursday so come and join us for that you get discounts on run for god gear and you get all all of that for just nine ninety seven a month. I mean, good heavens, nine ninety seven a month. If you go to Starbucks, all you got to do is not go to Starbucks once a week, and that'll way more than pay for your Run Club subscription. So, check it out at runforgod.com and join us. If you've enjoyed this, whether you're watching it on YouTube or this is a podcast or whatever, go and rate us and give us a five star review because you know that helps us. So give us feedback. If there are some things you'd like to see us do differently, tell us what that is. We want to do things uh, that are beneficial to you. So if you give us feedback, we can do that. So like, subscribe, get notifications, do all of those things, and may God bless every step of every run. Now, go out there and shine your light. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.